0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: quick, I gotta say what's up to my uh, co-host. I got a real burning question I gotta ask, and don't y'all dare laugh at me. So what's going on, Miss Shakila Willis of Elegance by Design? Hey, how are hey. you
0: tonight?
2: Hey, hey, I am wonderful this evening. How y'all doing? Good, good, good. Kels, how you doing
1: tonight? I'm great. I'm great. Good, 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 good. So y'all are all cooked, so I'm gonna ask y'all this.
2: cousin.
1: what's going on? I know you You will cook, too, so you can help me with this. I got to ask y'all a thrilling question. Don't y'all dare laugh at me, all
0: right? All right. What's up? All right. I'm not going to make any
3: promises,
4: but uh, shoot. uh, Okay.
1: How long, after you thaw out chicken, how long can it sit in the refrigerator before you need to throw it away
5: when it's not cooked? Overnight.
2: Overnight? Yeah, I would think no more than no more than like forty-eight overnight. hours, depending on how well you've got That's it for Overnight.
5: The... yep Yeah,
2: I agree. It needs to be frozen. Yep. So can you refreeze it? Better get with it.
5: It's no, not recommended. It's not to, no, you can yeah. but
6: uh-uh.
5: this, especially if you if you didn't like uh if you didn't let it sit out the unthaw, like if you microwave the unthaw, absolutely not.
2: Oh yeah, you better no, no, don't know. do it in the refrigerator <laughs> so
5: you it in the refrigerator. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All it right. really depends on how you thaw. Like, if you thaw and just sitting it out in cold water, that may be a little more acceptable. I mean, you're playing with the edge, but it's a little more acceptable than any meat in the microwave. And yeah. then trying to freeze it back, you're asking for it in. Okay. Um, All right.
1: Okay.
2: All
5: right, I just wanted to make sure I just realized I, just realized I had, like, some chicken soup. Some chicken Boy, I thought you were going to have something really simpler than that. That's the yeah, thing. let it I'm go, bro. Mm-hmm. I you're going to
2: be missing 4 a.m. if you, t- if you t- if don't. You're going to be missing the 4 o'clock hour. I'm
5: telling you. <laughs> um, I was waiting on the rice question. Like, when do I know when rice is done if I don't want to use minute rice or – or how no, do it. I tell when spaghetti ain't ready or it's ready or something like that. I, I don't know how to do that
1: yet. Wait. I don't know how to do that. We ain't got that that That's good. easy, but too.
0: Okay.
5: <laughs> All you, you do know. is flick All it. Right. That's the most fun part about making spaghetti. You get some of it and you flick it. And if it's thick on the <laughs> right. wall, The girls like go. that
2: part. I'm, yep, yep. If it sticks, you're good. You <laughs> That's the girl's favorite walls. part. If it
5: sticks, you're good. You can eat it. Just doom. Don't cook food often. You might want to take advantage of the one time where it's legal to do it in front of your mama. You could throw skits. She won't say word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All
1: right. Let's get into this show. I thought that was my. my. I just literally just realized. Oh, shoot. I what, Do I need to throw this chicken away? You know, we don't throw chicken
4: away. So, anyway. All right. So, we
2: got to Yeah, go we throw that away chicken away. away. It's been there too long. It
4: needs to be gone. <laughs> yeah, let's go away. and get some new chicken. Throw it away. Right away. Yeah, If it's slimy, go and let it go. Well, yeah. if it
1: was, yeah, yeah. No, it's not slimy, and it's not even, like, <laughs> at the point where, you know, like, the the blood is pooled down at the bottom of the freezer bag, but,
4: okay. you know, yeah.
1: I just wanted to make sure because, you know, I know after we get off the show tonight, I ain't going to feel like cooking, so <sighs> it was just something I was thinking, so. All right, so we got a good show tonight. Um, we got several things we're going to talk about. As always, if you are listening um, online um, and you got a question or a comment, you can call us at 929 477 2304. Again, that's 929 477 2304. Press the number one and we will get you on as soon as possible. So I'm excited. We got some new music tonight. Uh, we got two new songs tonight. Plus, we're going to be have some passion talk with our favorite coach, Miss Cicely Victoria. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a good show. So Q, why don't you go ahead and, uh, kick us off and, uh, let's go.
2: All right. Well, again, good evening, everybody. This segment is brought to you by our wonderful Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority and a beautiful you is our specialty. Uh, we don't currently have a promotion going right now. I just want to send a super special shout out to any of you ladies who happen to have attended, um, this past weekend's event, uh, the She Experience, I have never in my life experienced anything like this event this past weekend. It was good for the business, but it was good for my whole spirit. So if you were in attendance, you know what I'm talking about, and I'm glad you were there. Um, if you were not, next year you need to have your face in the place. Whenever there's a, you hear the She Experience, be there, because if you are a woman, you want to be in the place. All right, so next. Um, tonight I want to talk about something that um we have kind of been discussing amongst ourselves, the scoop team, as far as parenting. Um, we often as millennials have kind of gotten out of the old school way of life in general. We are in, in lots of ways we miss the old school when it makes when new school becomes inconvenient, but for the most part we are we're trying to make our own rules of how we do things. And that does not exclude parenting. Um, so we came across an article written by Mr. John Rosemond um, in the Naples Daily News. It was written back on actually New Year's Day this year, um, in the Naples daily News, and it, the title of this article says, "Your kids should not be the most important in the family. now, if you were if if you are even a millennial, but you were raised old school, this title didn't shock you in any way, shape, form or fashion because we knew. Um, I can say we, cause I can say for the most part, all of us on the phone were raised pretty old school, but we knew, um, that our parents ran it and we were just happy to be here. We were lucky to be here and we really did what we were told. And we didn't really have a whole lot of discussions and negotiations, any of those on <laughs> the I O N words. We didn't really get to do those. Um, our parents told us what to do and we kind of had to move our feet and get it done. Well, as we become parents, and started to have our relationships and, and start adulting. It seems as though we have rebelled against the fact that the children we we have rebelled and made it so in a lot of ways our children have way more clout than they should. They come in the world with way more clout than is necessary or than they that is due as far as what the work they the work that they put in. Um, so this particular article talks about how back in the day. When parents were, um, when, when we were being raised and when even older generations were being raised, um, the children didn't speak when they weren't spoken to, um, the parents talked more to themselves than they did to the children. There was not a whole lot
7: of running around and
2: doing a lot of extracurricular activities and things like that, like having dinner, having the chill time, having the family time was more important than all of the kids and any of the other things that they were doing. Um, to raise a successful child back in the day would have been to make sure that the child had good um, good home training, was productive in society, was able to go out and do something and add something back to the community. These days we all want an NBA star. We all want a uh, fashion model. We all want someone who's going to be, you know, known for being the most awesome child, more awesome than the other child, just that and the other thing. So pretty much the article was stating that we have lost um, lost our footing. We've taken we've lost our position in the household and given it to the children and they haven't done anything to deserve it. So when they become adults, they're going to start off with an entitled mindset because they have not been set up to basically take care of themselves. Um he also stated and this is something that we talk about in the scoop quite a few times as far as how in our communities, we are so quick to push our children out there as soon as they turn 18, whereas in other cultures, um, it may not necessarily be the case. Well, he brings an interesting perspective on this because he states that back in the day, families, because the children always, they revered adults, they looked up to adults, the whole goal was to become an adult. When um, the child became the age where they should be, you know, become the adulting age, it was something that was not as... Um, not as intimidating and uh, shocking for kids at that particular age, because they had been prepped for that. They had been set up to go out in the world and do things for yourself, and that was what they were looking forward to. Whereas our children in this day and age are not necessarily set up at all to be able to um, be productive outside of their parents, because there's been so much coddling, there's been so much catering and and accommodation for the children, to the point where the relationships suffer. Um, I think in one particular space he says that um, the, the kids always knew back in the day that they were there because of the mom and dad and not the other way around. These days children feel like the parents stay together because they're there. And a lot of the times that, that happens to be the case. But what he's saying is we need to start to remind our children that the only reason why they have the, the games, they have the trips, they have the, you know, the cushy life that they have is because of the parents. And not that we're solely working to provide those things for them. It's those things are so truly what they are luxuries and not necessities. Um, so I thought this was really interesting. I totally agreed with the article and I see it a lot in in um in my peers as far as parenting and in the, the younger generation especially, um, because we're there's more of a friendship thing going on or or uh a pedestal, oh. more definitely more of a pedestal situation happening with the younger generation and their children. So I just kind of wanted to know. I know when, when Rashad, you have babies, and Kels, you have god babies and nieces and, and all kinds of babies that you take care of. So I don't feel that you're out of the loop in this conversation either. So I definitely want to know what you have to think. Um, okay. I'm going to start with you, Wynn, because this is one you brought to us. What do you feel about this?
1: Well, I mean, I, I agree. I think that it's, you know, for – for married couples as well as for singles, that this is a struggle, um, probably in some part because there's a level of guilt that is, you know, that is laid upon parents when they have children, um, you know, whereas almost what where we're basically told that our responsibility is to now is chi- everything is child first instead of um, marriage first, and then the child is a part of the marriage or you know relationship first and then you know what I mean like there's more there's mm-hmm. that kind of stuff that I think that we completely miss so or excuse me that we're taught so it causes us to miss some of the other stuff that's, um, you know and it hurts us so if you're married for example you know you, you struggle to continue that connection with your partner and if you're single you struggle to find connection with somebody you know um, you're you know, somebody another adult because you're constantly again thinking that you're a bad parent but there's guilt you know, there's guilt when you leave your child with somebody else. There's guilt when you, you know, it's like, because, you know, it's not about you anymore. It's about the babies. Everything is about the baby mm-hmm. now. So, <laughs> so it's tough. So it's definitely a, it's, a, its definitely tough. You can't do that. You What about the baby? Like, yeah, you do have to think what about the baby. That's not
2: saying that you don't do that, but
1: there's got to be some Once balance. Once we know
2: the baby's that. all right. <laughs> the baby doesn't always need something is how I kind of looked at that like okay but the baby's straight though I'm the one that needs the break the baby's good the baby's good in the career yeah. right now
0: Yeah. <laughs> the Shai,
2: what about you because the, the single the single parent perspective is definitely interesting and I know you know sometimes even being long distance um, I know that used to be your situation um, that could give you in a way more reason to want to feel like it's all about the baby How how did you how do you balance that?
5: Um, I actually kind of agree with the article, but at the same time, I'm pro the baby. I mean, I see both sides of it, but he did have a good point, and he made a lot of good sense. But I don't know, I still got to be pro the babies because the babies got the future, we got the now, and like our mess ups, you know, pay the way for them. Also, you know, make things better for them, or worse for them, whichever way it goes, you know. Like they can learn from our mess ups, but they can also swim in our mess ups. So I mean, I said I see both sides of it, and I agree with the guy, but at the same time, I'm still kind of pro kid But I really do see where he's coming from. Yeah. I
2: yeah, mean,
3: what I, 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 I,
0: I want to come back to what you just number.
2: said,
5: Rashad. Hmm. I said I've deducted the number. Like if I would have told you before the kids were probably eighty percent, they'd probably be at a good sixty, seventy now. With more understanding <laughs> of what he said, not you know, yeah. not taking their importance away, but going strictly off the article and what he's explaining and how he's trying to you know have a conversation. I get it, makes sense. Yeah, I'm not arguing that at all. He's making good sense.
2: Kels, what about you? Especially from the from the, I know you probably watched so many marriages and, and parental situations and you know the sacrifices that get made is on top of wanting to do it even for yourself when you because I know you run around you are one of the best auntie grandma big cousins I mean not grandma auntie godmama, <laughs> big you know big cousins I've ever seen you are everywhere you don't miss nothing <laughs> okay so I can imagine even you make sacrifices you know on behalf of of the children so what what are what is your thoughts on that?
4: Um, and and I, I actually I thought about it a little differently uh, when I read the article. I thought it was very interesting to see that that might be how um, why the youth may be a little more wayward than um, mm-hmm. we were in in old school because of just that that level of respect and and everything that we have for our parents. Like even even now, I just coming as speaking as a child, still my parents are most important in our mm-hmm. you know, in our immediate family and, and we and we honor them, we hold them in the highest standard. I mean we'll fight my sisters will fight their kids. If they yep. disrespect about my, our parents. That's absolutely real. right. We'll yep. we'll put hands on them if they if they get out of mm-hmm. <laughs> the wrong thing. So I mean, yeah, I, I can definitely tell the difference in, in just thinking about um like my nieces and nephews and, and their kids and, and just helping out with my uh great nieces and nephews sometimes. Um we do let them get away with more stuff just because we think we're, we're helping them out or we don't want to get on to them, We don't want to hurt their feelings. So yeah, Uh we are putting them before ourselves. So that, uh, I thought that was very interesting. And and I do see the difference in children, you know, it's kind of harder to, to rear them now (laughs) because, You've given him all this leeway from birth. Like I, I have a two-year-old great nephew that runs the house. He 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 run every TV in the house. You hey, know, that but he doesn't yeah. don't, don't like, like commercials, mm-hmm. and he don't and he <laughs> don't want to miss he don't want to miss any part of of the Cars cartoon or whatever. So yeah, we let him run it when he's up. So it's definitely a difference. And I'm like Rashad. I mean, going forward, I'd probably be a little a little different in my in my attitude when dealing. Uh, with children to to not let them, you know, think that their their way and their thoughts and everything is is more important than anything else. So, so let
8: me
1: so let's let me let me flip this let me flip this a little bit. So then, if if we are trying if we're saying, I mean, because I think we all agree that you know the kids are important, but how does it as for for the three of us who are single? How do you if you are um single and you have children, how do you maintain that um that level of freedom to develop a new relationship? Um and then for like for Q for being married, how do you maintain the the quality time and things that are needed to feed your spouse what your spouse needs, what you need and your spouse needs to maintain? know what you all need for your relationship because I think that's the that's number one part of the issue is that we don't necessarily know how to do that um and then number two the the other what's hard about it is because again there is so much pressure to be perfect parents all the time that if we see if we do other things that are not seemingly perfect then there's the level of guilt so I can remember for example like when Trey was first born like everybody was telling me what to do. You know what I mean? Like everybody has mm-hmm. an opinion on what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to bring them out, how you're supposed to hold them, and you're just like paral like you know paralyzed by everybody's opinion. Um, because really, especially if it's your first child, you don't know what you're doing anyway. So mm-hmm. it's like, how do you do that? And then you feel bad, like okay, I want to go out to dinner, but I'm scared. of it too early? You know, what if somebody see me out and wonder where the baby mm-hmm. is? Like, this- like all of that goes to your mind. So how do you do that? Like what's the what's the solution to you know to keep that? Yeah, how do you do that?
8: <sighs> I'm
2: a, I'm it got a, easier. A, a, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it got it got easier for us as the kids have gotten older. It was. Um, The opinion part was not that big a deal for us because James and I have both had experiences with raising, not necessarily raising our own children, but taking care of children. He comes from a really big family, lots of them. He was, you know, he was that guy as far as taking care of the kids, you know, with his sisters, helping his sisters and things like that out. And um, my mom did foster care. We, had a, we did emergency foster care. So from the time I was like 11, we had young ones around all the time. So the actual child-rearing part didn't really make us afraid. It was the, the, the making the time and still feeling like, okay, we should have this time. It wasn't really the outside thought. It was more or less, should we be here or can we make this time without feeling the guilt? The guilt was still there, but the outside influence wasn't that big a deal because the family pretty much knew we knew what we were doing. Um, we figured figure it out. Like, <laughs> they didn't worry about the baby, you know, not making it back the next day or anything like that. So I think that helped with a lot of the extra anxiety for being new parents. Um, the, as far as maintaining what we need, that did struggle. I believe that did struggle for a while because there's a time, especially if you're a young parent, your parents are like, oh, no, you had that baby, mm see, you lose all that. All that fun goes out the window. You don't get to go out, oh, you want dinner, huh you gonna better you need a booster seat, you're gonna ask for a booster seat back. You know, those are the types of things that you get when you're young parents because in a way your parents are somewhat trying to teach you something. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't have done that. You mm-hmm. weren't ready for that no way. You you know. So that's the part that made it harder for us. And I think even still that I think it's still relevant because so many of our kids are having kids so young. So they're mm-hmm. they're <clears throat> when they don't get the outlet, they then Pour all of that extra attention into the kids. So it's almost like, okay, we're fine. Since we can't go do us, we might as well be here and do these kids. So if all you do is your children. After a while, you don't even see the issue with it. Those are just your kids. This is just what we do. So by the time it's old, they're older and it's time for you to go out and do your thing and them go and do their kid thing, they can't socialize with anybody else because you've coddled them to the point where you're the only ones that can deal with them. And so now they suck when it comes to social stuff with their peers and so do you because you've been dealing with kids for so long. You know what I mean? So those are the types of things that become more of an issue than the, the, the outside part. And then then you and your spouse no longer can connect. Because you've been talking baby talk. You've been your whole world has now revolved around these children who don't want nothing to do with you now either because now you just as confused as them and now you just now it's a game. It's manipulation. So I think, you know, if you try and get a hold of it early, you can you can you know, and you have to have some type of support system, find you some babysitters. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to get somebody that is detached from your situation and ain't trying to prove nothing to you. <laughs> you know, and, you know, not trying to prove any extra you know, extra points and say, Look, I need a break and 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 really go and get those things. I totally believe in breaks for, for young parents 'cause that's a rough that's a rough <laughs> place to be in. I might have went off on a tangent there, but I think I, I, I hit some of what you asked me, my bad. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Like, uh, 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 again, you know, I think, honestly, because I'm a kinesthetic learner, I think that i got to bump my head. I don't really – I listen when folks say stuff, you know, this is going to be like that, and she's going to act like this, and when this come up, that's going to happen. I mean, I listen to a certain degree, but I think most of my learning comes from bumping my head and listening to who I chose to listen to as opposed to just listening. You know what I mean? Selective Mm -hmm. listening. Like 'cause it, like you said, B, when when people found out you had a kid, everybody had an opinion and you should do this and y'all need to do this. And when they when he wake up like this, you should do that. And don't do that, do this. Look, 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 look. Look, you know what? That might have worked for you in junior, but that ain't gonna uh-huh. work for me in junior. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. People are different. You know what I mean? Your uh-huh. your recipe may not work for my kid. My kid may not accept a thing from your recipe. But my recipe might be right for my kids. I mean, granted, it's my kids. Not right. it <laughs> recipe may not be right at all. But we have to figure <laughs> into the fact that, one, kids are a piece of us. Not fully, but a piece. So if your if your kid got a bad attitude, don't be asking yourself where the bad attitude came from. Pat yourself on the back. You know you got a bad
7: attitude? You thought it wasn't going to come back around?
5: Like, you know, it. it just little stuff, i I rather learn kinesthetically, i.e., bumping my head. That's my one of those science word that I know very well. I like to bump my head When I learn, So I'm confident
3: using that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinesthetic learning, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're so, secret. yeah, that's the way I learn. I gotta bump my
5: head to figure it out, and once I bump my head, I know which way I'm going. Other than that, yeah, I probably won't get nothing out of it.
1: Else, what about you? I mean, how
4: do we? How? I mean, what do you think? Um, uh, about the question of how do we separate? I'm trying. To, I'm trying to see what the question was. But I'm really trying. i to, like, kind of said, of,
1: how do we? How do we like balance that? That whole. You know, how do we balance it? How do we build? I mean, because if we still got to build relationships, if we're single or maintain relationships you know, our marriages if we're married. I mean, how do you do that and not, you know, get lost in just being in mommy or daddy mode all
8: the
4: time? I I think it's just basically, uh, you said the word really, a balance and having a, a schedule of of what you're going to um, allow if you are a uh, single and and wanting to date. So if you know you're gonna make you know one night a weekend if you're actively dating. Um, a, that tie that you use away from the kids and, you know, as long as not interfering with, you know, some important event with them, you just need to stick to it. Don't let uh, little Johnny come in the room and throw a fit and you stay mm-hmm. at home because, you know, he don't want you to go out with anybody that's not, you know, his his mom or dad, you know, vice versa. So mm-hmm. I think just, just making sure that you have that time and just scheduling it, it in to your, you know, your life that that would help to balance out that that situation, and then just sticking to it, you know, not feeling guilty about it. Um, if you do want to, you know, find someone else or or have a a romantic life, just not feeling guilty about it, and I let you know the children interfere with it. Uh-huh. Okay. That's again, all right. Yeah.
1: Again, if you got a question or comment, give us a call nine two nine. 4772304 and press the number 1. That's 9294772304 and press the number 1 uh to give us your uh your comment or your question. <sighs> yeah, that's a tough one. That's definitely a tough one like I said. I, 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 I can remember it. Look, I can remember. It. And even now, like I said that, even though, you know, my um you know, even though Trey's not with me every day, it still can be a you know a struggle. So, I, I wonder just even you know how people you know single mothers who have their child you know every day or you know or again again when you're married how you do that because it's it's tough. It's tough, and there's no there's no you know there's no book for how you do this. So, all right. We, move on, huh? we have a
2: song, don't we? We have, let's see, I'm trying to get my uh, I don't want to mess up the name, I'm always the one that's messing up the names of, the...
3: <laughs> You're not alone. of our artists, <laughs>
2: huh? You're not
1: alone. Now. All right, Those
2: so tonight's first song is a we've got new music by a new artist, it's M Sales featuring NO Rowe. The name of this song is Glazed Uh oh,
6: Glazed, oh <laughs> I've been a poem
0: up
8: some more this nigga so heavy, a nigga feel half past throat, So turned up and I'm ready, but I can't feel my legs Then I can't feel my face. Damn, I'm feeling so glazed. Damn, I'm feeling so glazed. I finna pull up some more. Drinking this nigga so heavy, a nigga feel half past So turned up and I'm ready, but I can't feel my lay. Then I can't feel my face. Damn, I'm feeling so glazed. Damn, I'm feeling so glazed. Been lit since I walked through the door. Could barely back out of my driveway Been grinding all week, no joke, no joke. Now it's time to hit the highway On 85, light in my pole Tonight finna do shoot my way Three years I ain't got no smoke Push a their foot looking me sideways These hoes keep hitting my phone They tryna to turn up on a Friday Will I end up bringing one home? Because that's more than likely Getting some Georgia Dome Making a movie like Spike Lee Got that check, no Nike. it And I don't give a damn who don't like me Got a fine white chick named Trish Zodiac signs of Pisces Tyson. Trish be sniffing that, sniffing that But you keep things exciting. I be sippin' that Henny and sippin' that paw And these hoes enticing. See a few of my exes, all of them flexing Cause they all still like me When these hoes get loose off sippin' that goose Then they all start dykin' Pourin' up another round, only sippin' that brown The clear gets me fighting. From VIP to the stage blowing that gas, they blaze All these hoes my fae Damn, we feeling so glazed i been finna pull up some more Drinking this liquor so heavy, I need to feel half past though, so turned up and I'm ready, but I can't feel my legs, Then I can't feel my face, damn I'm feeling so glazed, damn I'm feeling so glazed, i finna pull up some more, drinking this liquor so heavy, I need to feel half past though, so turned up and I'm ready, but I can't feel my legs And I can't feel my face Damn, I'm feeling so glazed Damn, I'm feeling so glazed I shouldn't pull up some more But I just love this tennis If anybody know about growth My insides looking like pennies I'm awake but my eyes half closed I'm lost in this liquor but I'm winning Got a bad bitch with a bad man. And they both trying to focus so on guessing it's winning I don't need no ice in my cup Because the bottle will be fine I don't need to find me a club she got the blood in a V line All these d- wanna be like me Up in the VIP put you y'all standing in a free line Me and you, we can never be the same Cause most of y'all be playing on the ground Like a time. And these are the things that I do So the shit that you do Won't fit with my crew And I notice that people got bottles and bottles They can you equal I'm making us equal Your gas is medium My gas is premium Yours make you sick And mine's 96 Your, b- your skin is skinny And your, my model's sick Your bottle is gone While my bottle's lit i have been a up some more Drinking this liquor so heavy I need feel half past throw so turned up and I'm ready, I'm ready, but I can't feel my legs and I can't feel my face. Damn, I'm feeling so glazed. Damn, I'm feeling so glazed. I finna pull up some more, drinking this liquor so heavy. I to so feel half past twelve. So turned up and I'm ready, I'm ready, but I can't feel my legs and I can't feel my face. Damn, I'm feeling so glazed. Damn, I'm feeling so glazed.
1: All right, that was Glazed by M. Cells. New song. What y'all think?
3: Uh, I like oh, that like beat a lot.
5: Sound like you blazed. <laughs> glazed. Right. That's what I got
3: of it.
4: <laughs> <He's>
5: glazed.
3: glazed. <laughs> <Blazed>. <laughs> that
2: is. that.
4: I, I had to dab when that beat dropped off.
2: I was like, hey,
4: hey, <laughs> right. <laughs> I said <shouldn't> to dab. <laughs> dab on the
3: cam. I had mm-hmm.
1: to dab one time. I'm still, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still
3: trying to figure I'm
1: still learning how to do the whole whatever little dance that go with it.
3: I could
5: do the dab
1: part, but the other part,
2: I'm, I'm not there. I was practicing.
5: I'm not are just doing the
1: dab. The See, we
2: grown. We don't do the whole part. We just do the dab. Part. Right. So we, That's all we're responsible for.
4: Yeah. yeah, I
1: can't juju yeah, yeah. ju- on. Ju- on the beat or anything else. Like, is that what you do ju- ju- on the beat? Is that what it's called?
4: Yeah. yeah. You yeah, ju- 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 do the shoulders.
3: I'm about to say, <laughs> I say I, don't I my shoulders, shoulders properly. Remix.
2: <laughs> we do the modified versions. We have moved into the modified version of the, right. of the popular dance okay. stage. We don't have to do That's the full-on. A- <laughs> jump around the party. <laughs> you won't catch me doing the full-on. I might cha-cha slide on them once or twice, but, you know, I ain't going to do all that <laughs> stuff. All right, we, cool, I will really do the, the cha-cha on them real quick, yeah.
4: Give a few bucks. Give a few bucks for the kids. Shake <laughs> yeah. it back up That's on. what I, <laughs> I would have never thought that. That's when you know you're old when your crunk yeah. on. Get turned into a nursing for the kids. Yeah. yeah.
1: You turn on the old Man. school's channel, no music on there, you know it, and then you start saying. Well, I get like, offended every
2: time. Every time I'm offended. Yeah. yeah.
1: Look, like, you start saying
3: stuff like,
5: "What is this music these kids are listening to these days?" Oh. You know I said I knew I was old because I, I could it out often. the window and heard somebody with beats, and I was like, "They still do that?" Yeah. Turn it.
4: Turn that
5: noise sir, down. Sir, Yo, <laughs>
4: sir you're Young riff raff. Sir, your speakers rattling. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: nice. It's a family that lives down the way from us, and they're always loud. Every Saturday, they're doing something to that damn time. Like, you cannot be doing something. Every week when we got to have a concert in the driveway, then I just looked over and James. I said, now listen to me. Just listen. Listen right. to me. I said, but still, it's 8 o'clock in the damn morning, though. I'm going to eat the right. <laughs> that was still. I, I meant what I said, but I didn't acknowledge how old I sounded when I said it. Like, But hey, turn it down. I need my sleep. Right. Right. I need them to
5: get it turn the we, got, we got jobs. What are y'all listen doing?
2: Here, well,
5: right. Listen here, Plow. Well, Listen Turn it down, Plow. Yeah,
0: turn it down.
4: <laughs>
5: Mm-hmm. Well, well, all right, cute.
4: Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll move on into segment two with our old ancient
0: <laughs> <shittas>. But um, <laughs> this
4: this segment is sponsored by Curvy Kitten Clothing. It's more than clothing; it's a movement where we promote our motto of self-reflection is perfection. Where we want women to find their own perfection by looking within. So. Get you some Curvy Kitten clothing for the Curvy, no matter what size you are, at com. And for this uh, part of the show, we're going to discuss um, Nas. Um, We came across an article article about Nas. Not only is he, you know, we know him as the well-renowned rapper, but he has a very... Interesting investment portfolio. Uh, actually, the article says Nas's investment portfolio is straight nasty. Um, the rapper, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's nasty. The rapper invested in over a hundred companies, including many other apps on your home screen. And I'm just gonna mention some of the apps first. Uh, he's invested in uh, things that we know, like Dropbox.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, estimated
4: at a valuation of $10 billion Lyft
0: $5.5 mm-hmm. 5
4: billion General Assembly mm-hmm. $70 million Tilt $400 million Robinhood $50 million um, Genius $40 million. <clears throat> And basically um, The article just discusses that um, As a young boy As soon as uh, Nas said as soon as he heard the word investment He's always been interested in investing um, In something and he picked the tech world, because he says that um, that will make up uh, some of the most smartest people would be involved in technology. Um, Uh He told, uh, in fact, he told CNBC he wanted to get into tech to be surrounded by the smartest people in the world and didn't want to limit that to just music. Um, His firm invests from, $100,000 one hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars in a company. <clears throat> Excuse me, a hundred companies pitch to Queensbridge, which is the company uh, ventures every month, but they invest in fewer than three of them. And I just think it's very interesting, and I, and I applaud him that he's taken, you know, his success with uh, in the music industry and just turned it into something bigger than him. And I and you know that's going to help. His family, generations to come, it'll probably get more young, um, more of the younger generation involved um, in investing or even, you know, following their dreams and trying to pitch to his company. Uh, so I thought that was very interesting. So what what are your what is your thoughts um, about Nas's um, investment in, you know, this note from the hustle? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start with Q. Ladies first.
2: I think this is amazing, and you know we watched him show this investing to his daughter also. So I think that <clears throat> in her, what is it, her lipstick line she's got going on, lip gloss, lipstick, something like that. Um, so mm-hmm. this this was really impressive to me, and I like the fact that he does it kind of quietly. You know, it, he waits for other people to realize how ahead of the game he is, or how involved in other games he is. Um, Nas never disappoints in wowing us with how smart he is so this this particular story just made me kind of grin like ah yep still winning you know because he's dude is a dude is very 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 smart like i've i've i've, I've watched Nas and how he moves for quite a while and this is this is a this is just really cool i'm very
8: and i like that it
2: is tech because and and not something um and no knock to not no, not to our traditional lines of business and things like that, but this is technology is the future, and for him to already be a large player in these games, that's gonna open opportun- that's gonna open up so much opportunity for us um down the line because i when he says that he wants to be involved with the most intelligent people, I automatically know that he's he's wanting to bring in our people, young people, the people who might not necessarily be the traditional smartest people because he's always been able to see that in others. You know what I'm saying? Like he's always gone the, almost the non-traditional route. So I think it's really
0: cool mm-hmm. that he's
2: set himself up as a real player, someone to be taken seriously in that market so that in itself will help the buying power of, of his brands and the brands that he tries to, that, that he, you know, decides to invest in. So I think it's a good look. I, I love it. I, I want more to do it. <laughs> I'm
4: here for it. <laughs> what about you, Rashad? What's
5: your type? Sounds like Nas is living up to his lyrics and uh, basically doing the whole I know I can be what I want to be. But being what he <laughs> want to be when he grow up. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. to him for it. Like, way to go. Way to take the curveball and put that thing out in the middle of the park. Because he put that in the middle of the park. <laughs>
4: Yeah. All power. You know what's
1: you know what, I, you know what I, I'm I'm um I'm applaud I applaud hundred percent because I think what Nas is is Nas and uh, other people who are like this are doing are showing us is the power of really understanding leveraging your skill sets but not leveraging it just for the immediate but they are like, they're leveraging it to, like, I mean, he took a, I mean, think about it. He took a really good rap career and is turning it into a, probably something that's going to affect at least three and four generations after him, which if he had would have just stuck, in, stuck stuck to a rap career, he understood probably, I don't know if somebody told him this or this is something that, he, you know, so he just decided, but that he can't rap forever. Like you can't be you know, you couldn't be sixty five years old. It would look real weird if you're sixty five years old on stage rapping.
3: Uh, right.
1: At sixty five, you can still be taking <laughs> that money that he got from rapping, um, and flipping it into, you know, multi million billion dollar companies, which is in essence what he's gonna do. His venture venture capital firm is going to be
3: huge
1: because these companies that he's invested in um, are going are are already big <clears throat> and he owns a large part of them now. So, so for those who don't know what venture capital is, venture capital usually does one or two things. It's they invest in startup companies or they invest in bad companies and flip them and turn them back into good companies. So, so he can either take his money and do it, or at some point if he wants to or if he already has, he goes out. they go out and get other people to give them their money so their firm can invest it, and he still keeps a percentage of it if they sell it or if, he, if they own a piece of the company. And that's huge. That's huge to be able to say, look, we own 20% of, you know, whatever, or we bought um, we bought – I'm going to give you an example. We bought Reebok when it was going out of business, and we flipped it, and now it's back to being a, a huge brand. And somebody else came and bought it So we made our money from from there I mean, it's stuff like that It's just huge, man It's huge Yeah It's huge yeah. I think other athletes, you know And stuff like that Instead of doing You know, should, should, should do more A lot of them do But they should continue to do more like that Us, even us normal people
8: You know, mm-hmm. should,
1: should do mm-hmm. more stuff
4: mm-hmm. like that
1: But that's how you grow wealth I mean, seriously That's how you that's how you become wealthy
4: Exactly and, and just to piggyback on what you said the um the article comes from um the hustle uh which is like a a group that does blogging and and things like that, and I actually signed up so that I can get notifications for things that are going on in technology, so you know maybe I can jump in on some of these ventures so you can maybe get in I'll, at our level, mm-hmm. yeah. You definitely can. And um so yeah, kudos to Nod. Uh that's that's very that's very big and um and I'm, I'm glad that he took that route and that, you know, it's coming out so that other people can follow suit. So for the uh the next part of this discussion, which I think is gonna be very interesting, is about um, Jordan Peel, uh, which huh. is a name that has been in everybody's Uh, conversation I'm sure for the last couple of weeks um, Jordan Peele just became the first black writer slash director with a hundred million dollar movie debut Um, even with the big releases like Logan divided moviegoers attention uh, topical horror get out remains the breakout success of 2017 Um, over the weekend get out director Jordan Peele quietly made history when he became the first African-American writer-director to earn $100 million with his debut movie. Um, since the last movie with a black director to reach the $100 million mark was F. Gary Gray, Straight Outta Compton, in 2015. Um, that film, Gray's ninth as director, had many had many more resources and people involved in this making than Get Out. So Get Out is really sending out because it was such an unknown cast and his budget was only well, not only, but his budget was $4 million. So, I mean, this is just awesome. He's, he's, I mean, he not, he, he, he knocked it out of the park too. So, um, before I get my opinion on it, I'm going to start with, uh, let's go with when and see, what do you think about this? And what are your, what is your take on, on him reaching this milestone?
1: You know, I think again, huge. I mean, it's huge. It's, it's, This again, it is the power of creativity. Again, it goes back to the power of of purpose. I'll be honest, I haven't seen the movie, and not only have I not seen the movie, you know, knowing and seeing some of his previous work, I was like,
0: "Eh,
3: eh, I don't know,
1: (laughs) you know, because he's funny, but he's kind of like, you know, to me, like a, you know, it's not a funny funny. So I was like, I don't know if this is going to be corny. He's a deeper kind
2: of funny. You got to think about it. Mm hmm.
1: Well yeah, I mean, me. yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of corny, funny sometimes. But you know, uh-huh. so it's like okay. But then, like I said, when I when when I started seeing the reviews, it's like all right, I need to go check this out. Um, yeah, I want to see it. So, but I'm I'm excited about my man, you know, about what he's doing. I'm I'm, I'm geeked for him. And I'm what I, to me, what it does is I know we've been we've been asking as a community for more. Um, depth to our to our movies and more, you know, mm-hmm. more than just one type of movie. So I'm excited that mm-hmm. this movie did so well, um, so that we could get some more. You know, when, when a movie does well, then Hollywood continues to
4: put them up there. So we should get more. Right, right. What about uh, what about you, Q? What you think?
2: Um, I also haven't seen the movie, and um, and honestly. I was not interested in seeing the movie when because they've been doing the the previews for quite a while before this came out and I was not at all interested but after I think they figured out after I figured out that it was kind of a trick in the um the the the, the publicity for it initially I am more intrigued to see the cuz I want to know what the the what am I trying to say with the underlying, you know what I mean? However how want saying yeah. there's so much more to it than what we thought. Like, I, I'm interested in that. So I, I would okay. like to see that. Now, as far as is Jordan Peele doing his thing, like, hats off. Like, I'm very excited for that. I've watched, I've been a fan of the Key and Peele show for a while. That's why when Wynn said what he said about his comedy, I had to laugh because that is accurate. Some of it is hit and miss, but he's got a different... Um, I
3: thought his his
2: thought process on funny is different. You know what I mean? And you kind of have to mm-hmm. rock with it. And I don't always think that the show, you know, the key and peel gave us enough of enough opportunity to really see how they really thought. So I'm liking the fact that they're even stepping out and going bigger than just an hour show or a 30 minute show where you get bits and pieces and actually doing full on stories. I don't think this is going to be the last that, well, I know it's not, especially after mm-hmm. making history. There's no telling what you're going to do going forward, but um, <clears throat> I want to see more of our comedians do this because there's a whole lot of talent. There's a whole lot more of this type of thought process and, and just intelligence. These guys are smart. If you've ever had yes, a conversation, if you've not had a conversation, but if you've ever sat and listened to like a real, a deep um, interview that's not real, not one of those commercial cheesy type interviews with these guys, like these two brothers are smart. Jordan, he's they're very, very smart. They are far from the average, you know, what we would think the average just movie maker. They're very, very connected, very well read. So I'm excited. I, I do want to see this movie now. The the conversation surrounding it and the you know the deeper thoughts on it have made it so it's kinda of re-peaked or initially peaked the interest that wasn't there. So I, I will mm-hmm. um be here for it. We can have a discussion about that where I can actually have more input on the movie itself. But um I'm very excited for his success in this and I, I can't wait to see what they do with it going forward. Definitely. What
4: what about you, Rashad?
5: Um, I'm actually proud of him. You know, I, I did see the movie. Um I think the movie was good. Uh money well deserved. Uh I think he did mm-hmm. a good job writing. Um you mm-hmm. know just Movie wise, the only thing I can say is without giving stuff away is that I I wasn't the biggest fan of the ending. But I mean, I think that's probably my new thing with everything. Is but why is the ending like that? So
0: um,
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, I think great way to go. Good deal. You did that. Proud. Way
4: to go. Yeah, and and I I mean I. You know, I feel the same way as that. I I am just so shocked. I mean, I'm proud of him, but I am really shocked. Just based, I was a fan, you know, with the the Key and Peele show, and, and there there was mm-hmm. some some very uh, abstract satire. I guess is much I said it. <laughs> all uh, right, abstract. That's the and, word. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And, but you know, I, I I always thought that he was uh, that he was funny in a, in a in a twisted sort of way, and I mean. When I say get out is it's twisted, but you know and you and most of you know i'm you know i'm one of the i'm a lightweight conspiracy conspiracy theorist kind of person, so I always think if it if someone can write it and it's in a movie that it's always some hidden
0: food mm-hmm. secret
4: underlying that you know people just overlook that's being brought to light and I love what people step out the box. And are not afraid to bring some things to light. So not only am I glad that he made the money, I'm glad that he wasn't afraid to bring to to put this this message uh-huh. out. And even though it may be outlandish, uh, some of the thoughts and the the actions and the hidden messages in the movies are very much real in 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 reality. In, uh, some of our day to day life. So I can't wait for everyone to to watch it so that we can really get some interesting about
2: going Yeah, it's on my list this weekend
0: (laughs) it is
2: (laughs) I was telling James I don't know if you want to see it or not but it's on the list we will be watching this movie (laughs) I thought it was going to be like a for real scary movie and I'm just not into scary movies at all like I don't care who it is I'm not I don't go to them I don't watch them at home I'm not a scary movie person so when I thought that's what it was, that turned me off completely. But then when, you know, again, after more people yeah. started to see it and you really get down to the bottom of what's really going on, I
3: was like, oh, okay, I can do that. <laughs> Change yeah. the whole but way
7: that I look at it. Movies, well, I'm right. the, movie. I saw the last movie, right? Huh. huh?
1: The last movie they did with the cat that was the the Yeah, I haven't seen
2: first... that one yet. That looked too ridiculous. I think that's what threw me Keanu.
1: off. I'm like, yeah,
3: I'm like, uh, it's it, uh, cause that's what my man, I'll be honest. That's what I thought. Like
2: look, I can't. You know I what I feel like with that one? You know how we always say the rappers they always give us a trash album when they sign to a deal that they're trying to get out of? I feel like that was like their Comedy Central last trash album they had to do so they could go and be free to do their own thing. I would not yeah. doubt if they were like, Okay, y'all, y'all gotta give us one of them stupid Saturday night live level movies yeah. so we can all let y'all do your own thing because it's yeah, it was. I I still haven't watched it. It's on TV now, and I can't watch it. But that's what I—that thats to me what I thought. I'm not gonna lie. That's what yeah. I thought
1: about when I saw when I saw he was doing the movie. But then when I again when I started seeing it, I'm like, oh, he went he went in. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. huh. I got to go. I got to go back and check this one out. So, hats off to, him. hats off for real. Yeah, hats off. And, and please, don't know about,
5: if you're my friend on Facebook,
1: please don't give, give the
3: movie away, because I will be mad. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> you're I'm, that you're I'm damn glad damn
5: I curbed my enthusiasm, because I was all ready mm-hmm. to have a for real talk about it. So I'm going to give y'all a little It's Tuesday. Yeah. I'm going in.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Give, give us Tuesday, now. Rashad. Hold on. I'll, I'm talking a you
5: Tuesday. I'm not saving please y'all my
1: Look, please call it don't yeah. give away this movie when I bring you on,
0: please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <All right. laughs> call it eight four two four. You are on the air live on the school. What's your question or your comment? Please don't give away this movie. Please. <laughs>
7: call it eight four two four. Uh, when you do this every time. This oh, is right. this I'm gonna need you to write
3: down my number. I'm gonna need you to learn my number. Really, I'm gonna need you to learn it. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need you to it. learn. I'm, it. Gonna I'm, it. Gonna I'm gonna
1: memorize it. I oh, promise. Goodness. I promise. Okay, we'll be back here just a minute. Just a minute, really At least she didn't give away the. Uh, <laughs> At least she didn't give away the. At least she didn't give away the movie.
4: At least she didn't give away the movie. But, uh, okay. But our uh, this brings us to our our next. Uh, new song by Dolores Robinson and it is called People Get Ready new music on the screen
1: People get ready by Dolores Robinson. So now we are ready for our passion uh, our passion moment with uh I not call it it up, I'm sorry. It's not called a passion moment, I apologize. But with Cicely Victoria. Um so I am sure <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Y'all are
3: me outside passion that's time. a whole nother <laughs>
1: Talk with Cicely Victoria, the fire starter. <laughs> so I am excited and right. ready to hear what she has for us. So Cicely, how are you doing today? I thought I butchered. I thought I butchered your I'm sorry.
7: That's that's okay because i what I'm going to open up and ask is what movie was he referencing? Because I'm about to spill it. Whatever it is right. that he was. <laughs> you said you said I, blessing. Which one? What was uh, the
1: movie? We oh,
7: um, Get Out? Get Out, yeah. We were talking about Get oh, Out. Oh, okay. Dang it. That's the only one I can't ruin for you. Alright. Okay, well you safe this time. You are safe this time because you was about to get it. I was about to tell the plots, the climax, the antagonists, the nemesis. I was going to tell it all. Alright. So, the Lord have mercy on you tonight. What's up, our school family? Thanks. Hey, hey, girl. How are we doing? Good, good, good. good. Hey, hey, now. You sound scarce over there. Hey, Rashad, huh? I hear you, boo. What's up? Okay. Nobody know? knows,
3: it's,
7: on <laughs> <laughs> it's only three. It's only aquila. Is that aquila? Or is
0: good. that? Yep, yep, yep. No, okay. That's all you know, like winning and
7: Rashad. That <laughs> that's it. So <laughs> <laughs> I need some more people in the room. That's all right. Okay, y'all might have to give me your energy tonight. Okay. Alright, all right, let's got go for it, got it. We, so, got, we, got you. we got you Thank you, thank you I want to turn up all by myself, okay Because I'm already crying. <laughs> Alright, so this is yeah. Sister <laughs> Victoria, y'all What's, uh, Welcome to Passion Talk uh, Sister Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International My business tree is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity, so they can stop people pleasing and be encouraged and empowered, encouraged confidence and communication. I'm the queen of empowerment as a certified professional coach and counselor. I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we're going to give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Tonight, you guys, we are focusing on three traits of a winner, three traits of a winner. I just want to know, can I get a hootie hootie on how many winners I got in the room? Can I get some energy from a winner? Uh-huh. Okay. Are, are we winning? Woo-hoo! Okay, good. We got winners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to know is we got winners on the line. Okay. long as i am talk the winners, we good. All right. I'm going uh-huh. to I'm, um, I'm going to get a little preach on tonight, okay? So y'all y'all don't be, you know, <laughs> don't act like you don't know, all right? We don't go to church just a little bit, all right, because I just have some scripture to back up my points um, because it just drives it home so very well and nothing does it like the Word of God for me. So let's go for it. Uh, as a winner, okay, first and foremost, I want everyone to know that you may not always feel like like winning is not a feeling, okay, and you are necessarily born a winner if you will, but a uh, a trait of a winner or the A DNA of a winner, okay, can be groomed. It can be developed. It can be uh, a skill that you work into yourself, all right? So I want everyone to be encouraged because regardless of how much you've ever felt like a loser, there is a place for you called winning, and you can develop yourself into a winner. And so I'm going to help you out with three traits, if you incorporate them into your life, can help you tremendously in developing that skill. Trait number one, you have to resist all that opposes you. You have to resist all that opposes you. A winner is determined to resist all that opposes them. Now, the scripture I'm featuring here is 1 Corinthians 16 and 9, and it says this. For a great and productive door has opened to me, even though many oppose me. So here in regarding Mm -hmm. to the opposition, It is both an internal and external opposition. You need to know that. There are many opposers in the land, and some of them may be residents even in you. Okay? As a matter of fact, many of them resonance, even in you, okay, so most of the enemies mm-hmm. that we have are actually working within us. we typically don't have as many external forces against us as we would once think as we would once perceive, so really, if you ever heard of that uh enemy can also be uh addressed as an mm-hmm. inner me inner me mm-hmm. i n n e r me, and so mm-hmm. it is really that inner me that sometimes mm-hmm. is opposing us, so I'm going to give mm-hmm. you some traits. Okay. Um, So we can uh, recognize what are some of these things that might oppose you, both internally and externally, okay? Bad attitudes, that is an opposer, okay? Bad habits, it is an opposer. Procrastination opposes you. Uh, Mm. Doubt opposes you. Compromise Mm -hmm. opposes you. Pride Mm. opposes you. Unforgiveness opposes you. Unbelief um, opposes you Stubbornness opposes you No vision I want to stop right there for a moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It opposes you On a daily basis mm-hmm. You don't know where mm-hmm. you're going You're 100% guaranteed to never get there It opposes you mm-hmm. Sin, okay, opposes you, or what we look like, say, missing the mark, okay, opposes you. Um, For those who know to, now let me break down that sin for a moment because, you know, some people might excuse themselves if they don't consider themselves religious or saved or anything of that nature, but I'm going to give you a, a different lens so you can look it through. The word speaks about there that he a it to do good and doesn't do it. To him that is their sin right So with that that is for As far as I'm concerned that includes everybody So if you know something good to do Or you know something right to do and you don't Do it I don't care whether you love Jesus Or not to you that is your sin okay That is your missing your mark because you're Not doing the good that you know to do I tell I can encourage people all the time Just do what it is that you know to do Can you do that so many people are Concerned about well what I can't Do or what I don't have the capacity To do but I want to ask you. Have you actually done the little things that you can do? Um, the word speaks about as well that if you be ruler over, the, uh, if you be faithful over those few things, right, then I'll make you a ruler over many things. But sometimes we can't give many because we can't be faithful to the few. All right? Mm-hmm. Unhealthy relationships opposes you. Mm -hmm. Those that are not um, accelerating you, increasing your relationship, they are depleting you. There is no in-between, okay? Please recognize that. An unhealthy diet, it opposes you that which doesn't Uh-oh. work well in your system and all of us, come on here, all of us are guilty of it, right? All of us have those cravings, those appetites that we know not good for us. All of us love that pop, right? All of us love those Italian beans. <laughs> all of us love that nacho cheese with the peppers, okay, at the movies, all right? All, all of us love that butter with the extra, uh, the, uh, but, uh I should say butter with the popcorn, right? Because look, so <laughs> <who> it is <laughs> like that. but popcorn with the extra butter, we all know, But an unhealthy diet opposes you, and I want to um, stretch that and go, take one further. Listen, if you're a person with vision, you cannot afford to have an unhealthy diet because your mm-hmm. body needs to be equipped and have the capacity to handle the task. So if you plan on being around for some long years, hopefully with long life you're being satisfied, you have to be um, honorable towards your body. Why? Because you only get one. And you've got to take care of that with the proper diet, right? Let's get off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, how about enemies, alright? Enemies. Oppose you, right? But they're very Mm -hmm. helpful to you as well, but they also oppose you. People who mean your demise, how about them? They oppose you, okay? Those who have no best interest in you in mind, and as a matter of fact, they might let you know, okay, to your face. I respect those the most, all right? Those who have mean your demise oppose you. Professional activity opposes you. Professional activity that does not align with your vision, how about does not align with your calling, does not align with your purpose, it opposes you. Financial Habits. All right. Uh, if you're a spendthrift, if you're an impulsive buyer, if you don't have a budget, if you, I know when will appreciate this as a money mentor, right? Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm, don't uh, mm-hmm. know where your dollars are going, if you're mm-hmm. not giving your dollars assignments, right? Um, that opposes you. If you don't know how to uh, balance the scales at the end of the time, if you can't be accountable to where all your money went, right? Uh, and you have no savings, right? You have no emergency fund. Um, that opposes you because every day everybody's going to have. A rainy day and if you have nothing set aside For that rainy day well you just gonna get rained on all right how about Spiritual stagnancy all right Opposes you uh, that Which you have no your spirit is not Alive you're just maintaining or Existing but you don't feel like you're thriving It opposes you low self esteem These are my favorites, y'all because this is Where, I, where my lane is low self Esteem opposes you low self Worth opposes you having No value system it opposes you And uh, last but certainly not at least one of my favorite how about a comfort zone how about a comfort zone it opposes you we have already established that ease, right, as watching this head and we'll repeat it, is a greater threat to progress than hardship, right? You do not grow in the place of comfort. Comfort is only for the purpose of maintenance, but you need contentions and some resistance in, actually in order to grow. So you got plenty to feed on right there with just the opposition. How about two? Let's um, uh, speed through the last two. That was uh, the lengthier one. Number two, re- uh, a trait of a winner is that they're relentless and that they're full of faith. They're relentless. And they're full of faith, okay Meaning they have persistence, all right that scripture attributed to that is Romans 4 20 and 21, it says this He didn't doubt God's promise Talking about Abraham, out of a lack of faith Instead he gave glory to God For that promise And he became strong because of the faith And was absolutely confident I love the way that version says this That's God's word translation He was absolutely confident that God would do What he promised, listen If you're going to be a winner, okay you gotta make up your mind to be relentless, all right. We already talked about uh case I won't stop, all right. You have to have an unstoppable mentality, you have to have an unstoppable mindset, you have to have an unstoppable posture, okay? You gotta be relentless. Or uh, be relentless means you're unyieldingly severe. Mm, I love that. You're unyieldingly Mm. severe, okay? You're strict. Mm -hmm. You're harsh. You're adamant. You're dead set on it. You're determined. You're dogmatic. One of my favorite words. You're fierce. You go for broke. You spend it all. Why? Because you have a guarantee. Why? Because you have certainty of this thing. You're inflexible. Mm -hmm. You're unflinching. You're unstoppable. That's really the only place where I would endorse being inflexible. When you are being relentless and when you're looking your eyes towards a prize, you don't uh, flinch off of that thing. Don't you budge one inch, okay? You stay right there where you are because you know that you are three feet from gold, all right? Referencing, um... Referencing um, some great uh, gurus that, that have spoken about that. How about persistence? Um, continued existence or occurrence, endurance, grit, perseverance, resolution. I love that word resolution. That means you have a made up mind about things, okay? How about we make up our minds and stop uh, wavering between two opinions? How about we um, be an identified people and know what we want, okay, and know what we don't want? How about we have some resolve about things in our lives and we will actually see more coming to us? and. Sam and tenacity okay those are the traits of a winner all right when you have relentless and you're full of faith and lastly time when you are relentless full of faith and you resist all that opposes you time is only a, a matter time is a means to an end it is really inconsequential time is inconsequential at that point because you have a certainty you have a knowledge okay it is a little of no importance that's what inconsequential means it is insignificant it's trivial that is what um, inconsequential means. And humans, we don't like that part a lot because we don't like to uh, wait on anything. <laughs> Come on. We don't like to wait on anything, okay? We want it now. We want it quick. We want it in a hurry because we live in a microwave society and time waits for no man, right? But the Word says that Second Peter 3 and 8, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. So meaning what? That time, uh, that God is not on our time all right, that we are on his. And so um, that means that the things that we thought would take a thousand years to get accomplished, he actually can do in one day. And those things that we think would be, you know, automatic and quick, it might take some time, and that's okay. But all of it is for purpose, and all of it is working towards a greater good. So I want you to remember that if you are a winner, you have to resist all that opposes you. You have to be relentless and full of faith. You have to have persistence. And you have to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that time is in common. Consequential. It does not matter. It's only a matter of time, all right? So remember, winners never cheat and cheaters never win. And what do I mean when I say that? Don't cheat your process. Winning Mm -hmm. and becoming a winner is a process. Don't cheat your process or you will never win. All right, Go through the process Be transformed and formed And shaped into the winner That is purpose to get your destiny And you shall obtain it This is Cicely Victoria you uh, I'm the queen of empowerment And I set people's lives on fire for a living That's why they call me the fire starter You have just been at Passion Talk Where we give you practical tools for everyday living So you can press into your personal power I love you guys to life. Hey I want to share with everyone I just re- uh, released a mini book here mm-hmm. I, um, Encourage you to go out and get it on Amazon There's three ways to be your best self Or at least a better self at any time And if you get it, please leave a Review for me, I would appreciate that I want y'all to say on purpose Stay empowered, stay on fire And stay lit I love y'all, any questions Comments, I'm geeked Okay, yeah. we win it <laughs> We win it all day, I love it I love y'all to life Love you too, can you give us those
1: Scribbles again, I got 1 Corinthians Absolutely
7: We got the first one is 1 Corinthians 16 and 9 To resist all that opposes you Okay Number 2 Is Romans 4 20 and 21 You got that one?
1: Okay And then 2
7: Peter And and 2 Peter 3 and 8
1: 3 and 8 Okay I put 2 and 8
7: Yes that's all right. Three okay. and eight. Yeah. Got okay. It. All right. Can I go to woo-woo for my winners?
3: Dude, love, I y'all. love y'all. y'all. Mm-hmm. we do is win, mm-hmm. win, win, win no matter
0: what. Yeah.
7: All <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Love y'all to life. Okay. Until next time, y'all be blessed. All right. And stay Have passionate. See you, sugar.
1: You too. Like, does anybody besides me always feel like they want to go run or something after she gets done?
2: Man, it's too late for me go. to be this geeked after that. <laughs> like, I'm going to be going to bed after this. Go <laughs> there should right. be no fire started. We want to
1: go wrong. All right, well, we're going to go from that. We're going to go, of course, into Born to Win by BJ McKenzie. So we'll be right back after this, and then we're going to go into Hot Topics
3: on the school.
2: Hot Topic.
3: Hey, hey. Ooh. had a bad report You were all alone No one there to support mm-hmm. Standing at your breaking point Cause your faith is weak Keep asking God why me He has a purpose And a plan for you a its moment to come and rescue you. You were created to great greatness. You will survive this. you were born to win. a battle, yeah, you wish you can change the channel, but you can't, If God created his own way, he still, let him guide you, cause he knows your destiny, right all of your enemies, Hallelujah Say oh For the Bible says that we've been made And joined for a night But I come to let you know that the joy is coming You will born to win In the midst of everything that you're going through You will born
5: Indeed, was born to win by B.J. McKenzie. So, uh, briefly, 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 let's go ahead. Well, no, not briefly, briefly, but kind of briefly, still. but let's go ahead and dive into this week's hot topic, which will be brought to us by the good people at Nouveau. Hey, to late. Hey. Because why? Nouveau is the magazine brought all the good people at Global Drive, sponsor for the ladies. Giving them a voice, something to read, something to hear about, something to see, and something to help advertise and push businesses and growing strong women here in our age frame and in our circles and in our outside circles and ever more. So, uh-huh. here we go. This week's hot topic is Do women apologize? Do women take ah, ownership for their bad? Well,
4: <laughs> How appropriately to start, but with the lady. I'm going to let Q go first. Oh, you going to let me, yeah. I'm
2: going to let Q um, I think, not easily, no. I think for me personally, in my younger years, no, it was hard for me to apologize. Um because i like i don 't like being wrong, just flat out just the 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 true and true cue does not like to be wrong and that's not even it's not dependent upon just being in conversation with my spouse or anybody i don't want to be wrong with you him nobody so when it it's hard for me to admit that I was wrong on a situation, but once you know we've gotten to that point and you know all this, all has been said and done, I will admit that i'm wrong, and I will apologize. Um, that's something that I think has gotten better now that I've gotten older. It's easier for me to apologize now that I've gotten older because it's not worth all the drama that comes with not apologizing. And I think when it comes to a relationship, <clears throat> I'd much rather would deal with my little irritation of being wrong in this moment than knowing that my spouse is hurting long term because I couldn't let it go. I couldn't give that thing up. Um, so to me, I think that's a maturity thing, but in general, I think it's hard. I think women are, it's hard for us to apologize because we are, we are right so often. So the, the, and that's just being, I'm just going to be honest with you. It feels as though when it all comes down to it, we are right more times than we're wrong. And you can say that I'm crazy if you want to, but that's just what I've seen. So I'm just going to go with that. Um, so when it does come out that we are wrong in a situation, we would be like, oh, well, yeah, but I mean, I was just a little wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I was almost like, right. you know, what I mean? Like it was one of those begrudgingly I'm wrong type situations. But I think a grown woman will at some point still come around and be like, yeah, all right, I was wrong, but moving on, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> but no, we're not just going to come out and be
4: like, yeah, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know, I have to agree, I have to admit that um, admitting to being wrong is very difficult, uh, uh, along from uh, from the apology. So just getting to that wrong space, like, I'm the type of person, if you can't show me no evidence on paper to say I'm wrong, then I'm right. So, okay, what are we talking about? If you can't pull up no statistics, no newspaper article, I'm going to debate on them. You know what I mean? I'm going to high school <laughs> debate on them. If you ain't got no articles by no legitimate <laughs> experts in the field, I am not wrong. So, yeah, it might take a little while for me to admit to being wrong, but, again, it does come with maturity. I do find that, you know, as I grow older, I am, it gets a little easier, but, um, yeah, definitely saying, you know, all of it together. But I'm sorry I meant to be wrong. Oh, it just took a lot of me out right there. Like, I need to go to sleep right now. am you need a nap. Yeah, just, just I can't. You know, you just, oh, you just used to be a right. <laughs> it hurts to take a little bit. I'm of telling hours. you, man, that's, being
2: wrong. that repetition is a booger. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I I will say that it, it probably it probably is a it's definitely uh, a problem amongst women <laughs> to admit when they're wrong. <laughs> you know, it's just sorry, ladies, if you're listening, we gotta be real tonight. Yeah. Like, that's just, just, <laughs> we gotta be just honest. About them, it. It just, yeah, it's just one of those emotional things that. You know, it's an emotion that that we don't want to deal with. We
6: just don't.
4: So, <laughs> fellas,
2: do you think we apologize, or do you think even the, uh, even Kells and I spent on the whole maturity thing is some BS? Like, honestly, do y'all roll your eyes when we say that?
5: Mm. <laughs> I'll let the nice guy go first. I'll no, no, you go, you go,
1: you go first. Yeah. You go first, because wow. I'm not ready to answer. I got one more. thing. I need to do something real quick
3: before I answer that question. So go ahead.
5: <laughs> okay, don't worry about it. Y'all already
3: yeah, winning. The the Wh- the question know, is set up for us to lose. So y'all already winning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. answer the question.
4: And Wh- Wh- and Wh- you know We're Wh- gonna Wh- Wh- try to go and get I that totally
6: wheel signed. So before he, before he, he, before he is. We're to try to close the
5: deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I totally understand that, you know, out of the millions of millions of women, a hundred of them are going to be honest. I get that, but then from my experience, what I know, very few women ever admit that they are wrong. Very few. And it's like pulling teeth to get it done. Like, you for real going to have to pull up a whole, a whole slideshow of what is wrong and how it's a hundred percent possible that she's all the way wrong, and it, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, I like to think sometimes that you know, possibly tack, tackling a lion in the middle of Africa might be easier than getting a, a woman <laughs> to admit she's wrong. But, I mean, that's just that's just that's not that's not me hating women. That's just my experience. my experience says otherwise, but. Do I believe that it can happen? Absolutely. I believe it can happen. I mean, I'm a child of God, so I believe in a lot of miracles. So yes, I believe in that too. Uh, Children uh, can be uh, honest uh, with themselves.
4: God it. said it can happen, it. so
5: I believe
0: it.
4: Do you it. believe in that?
5: But have I seen it? Glory <laughs> to <Right. no>. God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so do,
1: women,
2: do women like to
1: apologize? That's the question.
2: No, was it like, was like in it? Oh, that's a hell no, if it's like is involved okay. in the question. So I thought Dewey it was just, do we apologize? Yeah, here's my
1: right. answer to that. My answer to that question. Uh, oh,
3: is that what you were doing? You put up a hold to get a soundtrack. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, That's the song that was yeah. in my head.
1: No, mm-hmm. <laughs> no way, mm-hmm. no way do women apologize, no, and typically, and look, even the on the post, did you see what they, no, I'm not, I, and I asked the question. They said it, yeah, we were out. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, we apologize, yeah, 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 and I said, wait a minute, they said, no, their answer was, I apologize when it can be proven that I am wrong. Oh,
3: yeah, oh, yeah. So, <laughs>
1: So what that means is I gotta argue with you for thirty for thirty years to get you to see that I was wrong, I was right, or to see that you were wrong, or to see that you possibly could not be right. And then once it go wrong, then it'd be like, "Oh, I was wrong. I'm sorry." Like I said that twenty years ago. No, mm, y'all did not like it. Nope. And then I asked, my question was, do, you, do, do women like, will you apologize even if you don't think they're, for what? Well, because sometimes you just got to keep the peace, and so you just want to, so you can move on, and the you just apologize. No, nah, I can't. Most of them are like, no, nah, I can't do that.
2: No, that's usually not our role. It's crazy, though, because yeah. it should be. It should be. There's really nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with that, to be honest with you. At all. But, but it is something that that proves to be difficult for us. But why?
1: It's just two simple words. I'm sorry. Yep.
5: It takes a lot of power It'd to say easy. it, and it takes away a lot of power to say it.
1: I think it gives you power to say it because, I mean, it's like, look. I mean, it gives you power just to be like, you know what, I'm not going to keep, I'm not, you know, like, I don't have to win this fight. Like, it it, I'm not, I have to win this argument if I, because I want to keep you. So, if if defusing this argument or saying I'm sorry stops this crazy cycle, then I'm going to say it. Because I'm more important. No, I we don't think like time.
5: that. I do my think my Now, time. <laughs> I'm about to say now, WB. We don't think like that. Now, you know, there <laughs> are. A hundred and one times in life, where men apologize, even when they know they're not wrong. Yep, correct. Just to, diffuse, Which is why just to I say the situation, should, yeah. and and the woman won't back down, and she'll take that apology as if I told you, I told you. It's like you don't even understand and I'm just apologizing because I refuse to argue with you for an hour. Yeah, yep. Hey, now that is same we. individual is gonna tell you that she know
3: how to
5: Ain't no individual with that type of strong will going to be able to tell me that she was wrong. Like, you going to allow me to apologize you, when you know good and well you wrong, but I'm sitting up apologizing so that we can conversate and everything be smooth from here on out the rest of the night. And now I'm living like the one who has to walk on eggshells when technically you the one should have been doing all this. Apologizing and all the above, but I took the liberty of doing it and being the bigger person. And, you know, right, well, that's the big the nope, they can't that, do it. They that. don't know, no.
1: Here's why, here's why I say what I say <laughs> in terms of why I don't have a – because even though initially from a power perspective it might not seem like that, yes, sometimes it will. You know, a woman will keep going after it's over. But I think, when it, first of all, to me that's leadership. It's leadership to say, right now I know she don't see it, but in a minute, you know, a couple days, a couple months, whatever, she will. And when she mm-hmm. sees it, then now that empowers mm-hmm. me even more as a leader because she'll then realize he could have, you know what, he could have really got me or it really probably took a lot for him to, you know, be patient with me through, you know, whatever mm-hmm. whatever it is. So let me just, you know, let me let me honor him. Let me respect him because you know what? He could have really, you know what? Well, I really was was wrong in the way I treated or handled that situation. That's why, I in the long run, it is much better to just, you know what, to just end it. Because if not, mm-mm. if not, you'll just keep going. You just keep going, and that's not and that's not worth it. Because ultimately, what, what it turns into is that's when we turn ourselves into the blame game. Like you know, then it mm-hmm. turns into what I did. Like in the, look on the post, somebody they even said the the response typically was, "Well, I only I only apologize for my part, or I'll apologize. I won't apologize if I don't think I'm wrong, but I'll apologize if you felt some kind of
3: like really just
1: say you were wrong. Why do you have to justify it? Just say out, oh, you know what? It cost too much. This ain't, this ain't worth fighting. So just say okay, cool. So I'm all right. I was wrong. All right, you know what? You're right and I'm going to move on, and we're going we to figure this out later. Now, I'm not suggesting doing it all the time, because sometimes you need to have that, you know. But for the most part, if it's not that important, or if this is not something that's about to damage our relationship, whatever.
4: Yep. But, but when, when <clears> you do, some men, when you do say, okay, you right, you right. They get offended at that, too. Like, don't be consistent. <laughs> Yo. That's You're
6: the same right. thing we be
5: saying. You right, you right, you right, you right.
4: I said you right, you right, you right. That's not
5: you right. That's what you want me to shut up. I, nobody, look, we are entirely too old for people to be acting like you right, you right, is a you was right, baby, my bad. And, and I shouldn't have took off on you like that. That's something you won't get. But there's That's a difference. There's a difference here.
1: between, yeah. There, I mean, and don't get me wrong. There's a difference between you saying it, like you know tone, the tone. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference between the tone of of being condescending versus you know what? Right now, this is just not that important. Like I'm not. Don't be <laughs> condescending with it. Literally, genuinely means that. Listen, I. You know what? I don't. I don't. This is not where I intended for this conversation to go. So I'm going to just end it.
4: Okay, so I got so I got I have a question to to I probably won't take us too far down the rabbit hole, but so if I mean is a is a woman apologizing a deal breaker? Like, are you counting how many times a woman apologizes in your relationship? I mean, you know, this two out of three. What I mean, what what? Why is it so important to a man?
5: Same reason it's important to a woman. You don't want to be with somebody who can't own up to their own mistake. It doesn't have to do with the fact that it's a mistake. It's the fact that you can't own up to it. And at some point in life, women started saying this whole women are right and women don't, whatever it is that they be saying. And it's stuck. I mean, kind of like, not even kind of like. It's exactly like they say in the Bible. Words of the mouth have power. So, if you keep saying it to yourself over and over again, guess what's going to end up happening? Now we're in a position where this is even a question, and women don't even see how it's wrong because you coach yourself down a bad street for years upon years upon years upon years upon years. But now, when it's a question, it's funny and it's snickerdoodle. It ain't funny. It ain't cute. It's breaking up a lot of relationships that probably could have been fruitful, but it won't happen because. A lot of women are entirely too honory to see their own mistakes and don't care to, and will make the same mistakes over and over again, based off the fact that they just feel like somebody gonna accept them because they fine, or they they this, or they that, or whatever they've been told forever. Like there's a lot of elements that go into messing things up, and this is just a pinch of it.
1: So for me, no, I'm not. It's important to me for two reasons. Number one, the ability to say I'm sorry. Um, lets me know, number one, how well you communicate because um, – and, yeah, number one, how well you communicate because if, if you're the type of person who likes to maintain an environment of chaos, that does not work for us because for us, peace is more is probably the most important part of the relationship. So if, you, if you're constantly one, if you can't, if, if we can't communicate properly, then that means that we're going to always have chaos. And if we're going to always have chaos, that means that we're never going to have um, the type of environment that makes us thrive. We thrive as men better in relationships where there is peace. Meaning, when I say peace, let me be, let me be direct. Where the environment is loving, where the environment allows us to grow, where the environment allows us. To take off, um, take off the fighting thing that we do throughout the throughout the course of the day. When I come home, I don't want to fight you. When I come home, I want to hug you. I want to lay on you. I want to sleep with you. I want you know, be married. You know, for the married people, praise the Lord. We want I want to have sex with you. I gotta say that for the church folks. Want to have sex? You know what I mean. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Bible study. I don't want to fight you. You know what I'm saying. And so, if you can't, if we can't, I want to be able, if if we're always arguing, then I can't do that. Because now you just like them other people outside of this house who I got to fight all day. So, sometimes you just got to take one for the team. I've seen, let me, I'm going to tell you I've seen men, and I've done this myself, I've seen times where we have been so right about a, a discussion that, and so, and have proven that we are right. But the person continues because the person will not stop. They have caused men to just say, "You know what? I love you, but I'm about to leave."
0: Mm-hmm. And they will, li- and
1: we will literally walk away from a relationship from a person who we love just because they don't know how to
6: maintain peace. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, does that Who's one have that? a bow on the box? <laughs> <laughs> you what? What?
5: I
0: said,
5: does that one have a bow on the box? Or that hmm. one wrapped up. I think we put that one in the presents. Yeah, I don't have much else to
2: say oh, about well. that one. I'm over you here like well, that.
5: Yeah,
2: all right. Yeah, I, I, the men that I that I know, my own man has taught me that lesson. Like I, I don't have nothing to say, Kels. I can I, Sorry, sis. I, I have no
4: backup. <laughs> I got nothing on that one. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, we say things jokingly, but I I do think that I say this all the time that if you have to let allow people to be in their truth, whatever the time it is. That's their truth at their time. So mm-hmm. if you if you have a discussion that's heated and both of you like if it's something that you're that you're debating that um hypothetical or something that's not really you know, that doesn't amount to a hill of beans and you just get emotions and everything involved in it, I think it's a it's a pride thing on both parties. I mean, I understand what y'all saying. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I always have to push the envelope for, and think outside the box and try to, mm-hmm. you know, put it into into real life. And you know, yeah, that is a lesson that most women probably, like I said that's why I asked the question. I'm not thinking about you know that this one little argument is that serious so well, let me now, now, let me i am i just i'm just I'm just debating with you because I want to debate you know what I mean speaking so, right. like that yeah yeah this what I'm saying but that, that one,
5: one very one well like may that. not have been that important, but a conglomeration of arguments that kind of peek into that one equal to one big one.
1: Yeah. But not, well, I you know saying, what I mean? I agree with that. I agree yeah. The other part that I look at it is everybody has a different level <clears throat> of, of, where, of where that is for them. So, like, Rashad, is, Rashad has said several times that he enjoys that. Like, sometimes he enjoys a little back and forth. and Like, he likes that. He likes somebody who goes. So, so so if we were looking at it on a scale, Rashad might be a seven in terms of that. You know what I mean like he might be a seven where he's cool with that, whereas I might be a three. And so if my three if if you argue at the seven, that's not gonna be a big deal to him. You know what I mean? But whereas to me, you could be a seven and I might be like, Listen, that's just too much for me. I can't take that, you know, so it it is contingent upon the person. Um, but at the same time that's where where to your question, no, we ain't necessarily keeping
3: score
1: but we're but we're but we're, in essence, what we're saying is you know, like we got to know what each other's doing. We got to call her. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. We got to call her. Let me uh, take this caller. So caller zero four zero three. You are on the air live. What is your question or your comment? Uh,
6: yes. Hello. 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 Hey. Yes, um. Hi. I was just calling to voice my opinion on the topic. Yes, sir. Yeah. I think some women. You know, some women can admit when they're wrong. Um someone women, some women don't Probably due to being selfish Probably due to wanting to evoke more emotion Out of the man um, But I just think it varies um, I think the best way A man can go is just to smooth her out Because um, You know from my experience a woman don't want to just Keep talking and the man Not responding Or um, You know or he can just get directly And get straight to the issue And ask her why she doesn't want to You know Admit that she was wrong. Um, I know you just said not too long ago about keeping score. I don't think men really keep score. I think women more so keep score. Um, but at the end of the day, no one's really wondering, you know. Yeah, I can no, I agree. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see
1: that. I can
6: definitely see that. Yeah. yeah so I'm. All right. um, Go ahead. Ahead. I'm sorry no, I was going to say, you know, so it it varies. You know, it depends on the woman, it depends on that man, depends on the nature of their relationship, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if the woman's hell bent on being right, you know, just let her be right. She's not really going to get no reward. But, you know, if the man got to put <laughs> his foot down and let her know, said, hey, you know, you're wrong. You know, she just got to deal with it. You know, she won't live and take her life, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and then it also depends on, you know, what the issue is. Like, you know, there's like, for example, it could be like a topic in the group and a woman could say something to be wrong. And uh, she could be wrong because she's voicing her opinion, but the man that's making his argument or his point is using data, like proven data to back it up. You know, I think, you know, try to do the same instead of getting, you know, emotional, emotional, you know, and just use data and use logic, you know. Um, but it depends because most, most men and women that go back and forth, they kind of know how the opposite person is. Um, and if they can't deal, I just think that man should ask that woman why they were going to debate. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: All right, thanks for calling in. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening.
6: All right, thank you. Anytime. All
1: uh, right. You know, I think he also brings up a good point too that that we that we didn't talk about we didn't bring up was, was that was the person that we talked a little bit about was the personality piece too and that if you know your person doesn't like to argue, then you know, then you might be more willing to keep going. You know, like if you if you know that they're gonna and if you're if you're the type of person that just wants to win the argument and you know that other person just gonna be like eventually like forget it, sometimes you will there are people who will just keep going.
2: <clears throat> That's but, a manipulation.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I just look at. I think I look at it from the perspective of, um, you know, to me that sometimes when we just be like, "Look, I'm sorry," and that, like I said, it ends the argument. But then what it does is it actually like opens up the opportunity to actually talk about whatever the real issue is. Because sometimes the argument ain't got nothing to do with the issue. And so sometimes if we if somebody just stops the argument or stops whatever we're, we're you know we're going back and forth about it gives us somebody it gives us a chance to like take a breath and say oh okay and then we can kind of deescalate a little bit and then talk about whatever really the issue is like we ain't fighting we ain't fighting about the dishes we fighting about something mm-hmm. else what are we what you what you mad about like what are you really upset about because you ain't mad because I left these dishes in that thing
2: I had to learn that about myself that I have that button like I I. Get when I get mad and it's like determined that there's an argument happening. Like I have to at some point stop myself and think about wait a minute what do you do, what did you just say right now? Because that's like I argue, not always the nice. You know what I'm saying? So you have to know that about yourself. And and like you said with personalities, you have to know who you're dealing with because even after the argument's over with, I think the person you know you both still remember. You both still remember how you felt even you even mm-hmm. after you resolve a thing you have to still deal with the after effects of what happened during that argument. So, you know, knowing yourself and knowing your mate, knowing how far that's really going to go, even after you've said I'm sorry or whatever the case may be, you know, that plays a big role in, you know, your self-control. I think it, it, it had to, it it should, if it's a relationship that you wanting to be long-term because especially if there's a, a difference, if you got a seven and a three together, you know what I'm saying? Because nobody says that a seven and a seven got to be together, or a three and a three. Sometimes a seven needs a three. Sometimes that's a good balance. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But you have yep. to,
7: mm-hmm.
2: you know, you you have to really know your person, and you can't because at some point you become a bully, and that's not <clears throat> that's not cool. You know, little yep. things, little play back and forth things, that's cool. But you know, those big arguments, those make or break ones, you know. And I think I think we all, I would hope that at least you know those of us on the phone, we would know when those are those times to be like, you know what, at the very least be like, you know what, I'm not talking about this anymore. You know, not even Mm -hmm. giving anybody a win or a lose or anything like that. Just I I need a timeout. I think timeouts are more effective for adults than they are for kids, you know, because we're the ones that have (laughs) really more to risk, for real. Like, even with parenting, I think when before Mm -hmm. I put, when I'm so mad that I know that I'm, you know, you know your point, and that's when you need the timeout. It's not even a timeout for your child. You can come back and discipline them. For whatever the case is, after you've calmed down, because you need a timeout now. So, mm-hmm. and I think we need to do that in our relationships um, more often, because like kind of like what Kel said, you know, the a forfeit is a win. We we got to have a declared winner before we can go back to our corners. Even in boxing, they're around. You know what I'm saying? That you you got to come back mm-hmm. and chill for a second, collect yourself, and then yeah. come back if that's if that's the 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 way you want to look at it. You know, but, but still, even boxing is so. As far as we're talking about a relationship, I don't want to be dealing even with my
3: arguments like boxing matches. <laughs>
2: Let's
0: do going, I was,
2: pillow right, fights was, around here. Let's do the pillow right. fight. Let's keep a real pillow fight around here.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: mm. But yeah, I can say I could I can admit. <laughs> Tonight, was a hard yeah, thing. That 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 yeah, tonight. That, uh, yeah, I mean, I did learn something because I never. I mean, I've always been just a debater, so you know, I might, I might have turned you know a man or two off by just being argumentative because I thought it was fun, and they might have been thinking, you know, I don't want to deal with you because you do, like to me. argue too much. Right. So, and it could, you know, know, I mean, hey. Again,
1: I love a debate. I just hate. I love debating, but I hate arguing. So I think it just depends on, you know, like I said, on the person. Like if we talking business, we talking, you know, some. I love a debate. Mm-hmm. So when we get into argument, I shut all the way down, real quick, cause I don't, I don't want to do it. Yes. I want to do it. So you just gotta know your person, you know, and like I said, and they have gotta know you too. Like, like you said, I mean, if I'm a three and, and, and Rashad's a seven, I know. If I'm I know that sometimes I got to rise to a seven in order to get him to know, you know, <laughs> some I gotta I gotta rise, you know, my I have to rise up a little bit, but then I'm gonna go right back to my three because I, I really don't feel like arguing. It is draining. It's like arguing drains me. I can say that.
6: Uhhuh. Mhm. Uh-huh.
2: I need a nap. I usually oh. don't feel better. After you get around, you know, everybody always says, if you just cuss them out real good, if you just yell them real good, I never feel better after that type of situation, even if I feel like I was right. Like, I at the end of it, I hardly ever feel like, yeah, yeah, you told them, You know, I, I hardly ever get that moment of satisfaction, like, mm-hmm, that's what they get, you know. And, and so to me, I try and avoid those because I just don't get that type of, it's a draining, but it's a draining that makes you feel, ugh, afterwards. And I I don't know if anybody else has ever had something that kind of does that. It's Like you, the thing that's supposed to feel so good, you're like, no, it didn't feel so good. That's not what they said that was supposed to feel like. <laughs> you know,
3: I just, yeah,
2: it's it's a. Mm, it's a back so, so what we trying to reverse? I'm sorry,
5: Rashad. You know. say what? You were trying to say something. No, I wasn't diving in. But uh, you know, again, like I said. Um, everybody is different. Yes, I do know that there are women who will genuinely apologize, and yes, I do know that you know there are women who genuinely take a stance for the things that they do, but more often than not, just being honest, not to keep harping on the point, but just being honest. women don't see anything wrong with what they do, and that's just what it boils down to more often than not. Yes, there are you know people who genuinely do. Find the fault in what they do and apologize for it ASAP. But I mean, genuinely, more often than not, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, a dude is well, and I don't know. Maybe it's just because we are built in the whole outside of me. Because Winford is right. I'm probably at a seven on the argument thing. Like I kind of halfway need that. It lets me. I don't know. To me, it kind of makes me feel more secure about the relationship. Because to me, I'm not going to argue with somebody that I don't care to talk to like that no way. And anybody that uh-huh. really knows me knows that if I don't like you, I not won't talk to you at all. Like, I won't deal with you. I won't bother with you. I won't think to say hello. Nothing. You call me rude It don't bother me. I don't have to say hello to you just because I walk past you. So, I mean, I'll cut you all the way off. Now, if I still deal with you,
3: I might toss a little argument every
5: once in a while. That's my way of showing love, you know what I mean? A little, little riff and rap. But if I ain't riffing and rapping with you, then you might want to question if I even care or even participate with you. At all. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if that's important to you, I know I'm a little a little blip on the map, so, you know, but <laughs> that's, that's
1: me. All right, y'all. We got five minutes left, so we're going to go ahead and uh, – Real quickly, um, i the last word, so uh, if you want to do your last words and any solutions or whatever that you got from tonight, go ahead and let's drop them real quick. We'll start with Q.
2: Um, Q doesn't really have a solution. Q just really wants to send um, some good vibes out. I got a lot of love and poured into my spirit this last weekend, so I just want – to tell everybody to take some time to cover somebody um, Find your people Love on your people And um, you never know what people are going through So take some time and cover somebody this week
5: cool.
1: Uh, cool. To- What you got?
5: Uh, as always, keep it petty And our petty word for the day is Vesty Brought to you by the people that make memes Vesty Don't ever get caught being vesty of a grown man <laughs>
3: Zesty. Neo. Neo. <laughs> oh, I've been holding that yeah. last
5: the whole show, man.
0: You
5: told us Neo been zesty his whole life. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: oh, oh, man. man. What you got. <laughs> uh, I
3: pretty
4: much said my. my uh. I think I already said my but probably the the my biggest takeaway is just the whole um apologizing and admitting to being wrong thing. So, you know, Kelly Kills don't like to be wrong, but <laughs> I will I will I will work on that. I work on that and take and I do I do take note of what the fellas have said, so you know, it's just another thing to make me a better person and all that. Good, so Thanks guys. <laughs>
1: So, all right, my thing uh, would be, of course, the three uh, three characteristics of a winner from Passion Talk tonight. So those all three were very good, um, and I appreciate it. So I also want to say thank you to um, the three of you for what you guys are doing. Thank you to all of our listeners. I appreciate you all for tuning in tonight and our callers for tuning in. Um, uh, let's see what I got. In announcement-wise, we got... Um, of course, Mond- Mondays, uh, we've got, yeah, we've got Mondays, we've got the Soul Cafe, then Wednesday, tomorrow night, we're um, the word on Wednesdays at 7. On Thursday, we've got the Queen Conversation. Um, so please continue to tune into that. Also, um, I just announced today, April 8th, Global Drive Live in Chicago, so we got like a whole new, like a whole interesting panel going on April 8th in Chicago, right. so tickets will yeah, tickets went on sale today. Um so we got Kenneth Sean, uh we got Lasagna Burnett, we got um uh, Jasmine Turner, um, and so we got a cool, really cool, cool, cool new um panel for this. So it's gonna be different. Um and of course I'll be hosting. Um and then so that's that. Then I don't know if y'all know do y'all, y'all know I wrote a book, right? Y'all know I wrote a book? Yep. So I, Yeah, so I wrote a book last year and I'm actually I'm gonna be doing a, a flash sale on my book sale or for my book um starting uh next week. So I wanna let I'm to let you guys know about that. And then um so how to move up in your corporate career. It's gonna be going on sale. The price was dollars nineteen ninety nine. So I'm starting next week, I'm gonna drop the price to nine dollars and ninety nine cents for one week.
2: So hey hey.
1: Um also Um, What else we got? We got anything else? Oh, don't forget to get your copy of Nouveau Exposure. So go to NouveauExposure.org and download your free copy of that. Last but definitely not least, back to my roots clothing. If you have not supported them, please do. Go to B as in boy, T as in Tom, M as in Mary, R as in Ron, btmr.clothing.com and get your 20% discount uh, for the month of March uh, for being a listener and supporter of Global Drive Network, so you got to put in the code Global, and you will get a twenty percent discount on your order if you go to Back to My Roots Clothing, uh, clothing website. Great company, great clothing. Uh, they got some nice earrings, the whole nine. So, so set them up, or they'll set you up for um, them. So again, thank you guys for listening. Have a really good night, and we will be back here next week um, for another great show and uh have a good night All
6: right see y'all later good night.
0: good night good night peace when
6: you look at yourself. In the-
3: Happy what you find. And if you believe that you can overcome it all within yourself. Happy what you'll find. If in a life gone so bad, a life gone so From all the tears you cry. And if you believe that you can overcome it all within your